So who talks first? Do you talk first or do I talk first? Who talks second? <sighs> do you remember when you used to be Max Leibman? <laughs> yeah, we used to have a podcast. I think. I think that happened. Uh, but uh, due to the magic of time travel, everyone who listens to the podcast thinks we still do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't recorded since what? Like 2013? Something like that. And you've you've uh you've acquired a, a baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. We went on the market. Uh-huh. Uh saw it was available. We went on uh, on uh, Zillow, um, looked at some comparable properties in the area and did they take your first offer? You know, we we had to bid up a little bit, but yeah, that's that's life. Yeah. He came with pretty good features though. <laughs> he sure did. Um Although, he hasn't shown any signs of having my dimples, which Courtney's a little sad about. Mm. They could happen, though, right? Oh, yeah. He doesn't He doesn't smile that much and that, like, big. Mm-hmm. So, you know. And, I mean, he's still got he's still got a way to grow. He's um 26 days old, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, baby, comma, I have a... <laughs> Title. <laughs> Sleep, comma. I do not. <laughs> it's almost Yoda-like. Mm. Are you becoming more sage now in your in your parenthood? Well, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, like like most moms and dads at this point, um, I understand things about life that non-parents don't. Right. Um, I am full of wisdom. Uh, I know. I know what love is. Um. So yeah, fulfillment, satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I have. I have. A, I have a sense of priorities that um, I did not have before I was a parent, and that, uh, frankly, I think is impossible for people who are not parents. So I guess that's your <laughs> way of giving the disclaimer. I I seriously considered how to uh, foreground our possible conversation today. Um, mm-hmm. So my disclaimers: I am not a parent. Um, the conversation to be had today in no way should represent parenting advice. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm not getting consult your it. doctor and or mechanic. Nope. 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 So parenting wars, we're not going to get into it. <laughs> well, I That's... think we probably are. We're just not going to mean to. Right. That's not for us. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Parenting, yeah, just I think is a good disclaimer to put out there. I think if uh, if this episode has any circulation at all, we might not be able to avoid that. This is just an area that, like you know, people people feel very strongly about, and they also feel very um, strongly about how badly everyone else is doing it, and uh, very dismissive towards them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, if you uh, if you listen to this and you get mad about something, please email Katie. Yay! Right, because you fielded all the angry emails about Christmas music, right? <laughs> I think we got one we got one like slightly quibbly tweet. Yeah. So thanks for fielding that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the good news is we don't actually publish our email addresses, so uh I'm gonna get them anyways. Christmas wars, parenting wars, yeah. yeah. Land wars it's a in war, Asia. It's, it's a war on pregnancy. <laughs> Merry pregnancy. Uh well thank you. It's a little bit belated, but uh I appreciate it. You are listening to Priority, a podcast about choices, limitations, and getting stuff done. Priority is hosted by Katie Leibman and her brother, Max Leibman. That's me. 
Today's episode is entitled Dad Eyes. For complete show notes, including links to anything we discuss on the podcast today, visit us online at priority.fm slash 58. So, we disclaimed even before we introduced the topic. So, my thought, um, you know, because we used to have a podcast and... Mm-hmm. So often it's it's easy to pull topics from our everyday lives to share our experience in a way that, that might possibly be helpful to some human, which might coincide with a group of humans that includes mm-hmm. listeners. Could um, do, could do. Yeah. So my thought was, you know, you have just, um, you have just underwent and are still undergoing an extreme life change. There is a new human in your household. Um, so even just from a yeah, person- not not just new to the household, literally new. Yeah, that's still tripping me out. Mm-hmm. You know, many episodes ago we had a vaguely stoner conversation about perception of color, and now I'm having another one about <laughs> I, when I'm trying to describe to people my feelings about becoming an aunt, an aunt, an aunt. I still haven't decided. I, I, I'm going with Ant because when we're having exterminator problems here, it makes conversations much more amusing and confusing. <sighs> to the listener, I'm going to give Max the credit that he was mostly sleep deprived. He made an ant pun every conversation during our visit. Mm-hmm. Every single one. Yeah, you thought I was sleep deprived then. Uh... Oh, boy. Okay. Well, then I'm going to insist that we say aunt, even though I've never said aunt, but for some reason, now that I'm talking about myself, I don't know which one I prefer. Because mm-hmm. we've always said aunt when we're talking about our aunts. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <sighs> I, I think you can clarify it and say auntie. Yeah, see, I like that. I think that's cute. Uh, unless, unless somebody's name is, you know, some, some woman who happens to have a niece or nephew is actually named Chamber, and then it could get confusing again. You think the kid's going to know what that means anyway? Hmm. Or matter. The fo- matter. foyer. Foyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anti-foyer. Um, yes. I believe it's pronounced anti-foyer. <laughs> Aren't you the innovator? <laughs> Indeed. That's yeah, so new humans. Um, yes. Yeah. So at the very we least, have... I'm curious on a personal level. We talk a lot about... Um, our work habits, techniques for being productive human beings, um, and babies kind of a curveball. Not that you should throw babies. Uh, no, never throw a baby. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's rule number one. Yeah. Um, rule number two is we don't talk about baby, um, which is the other disclaimer I wanted to give. Um, I uh, I recognize that in the circles of podcasting that I follow, um, it's very common to acknowledge when one starts talking about parenthood that talking about children and parenting stuff is extremely, extremely boring to people who do not have children. So setting aside all the people who are going to make mad if somebody else wants to tune out, I completely understand. I think you should listen anyhow. I think there will be stuff here for everybody. But, like, I, I know, I know, I know. I don't, I, you know, I've skipped over large sections of podcasts that were about children as well. So I understand if anybody feels the need to leave. Um, I recognize going, I, I, uh, re- I recommend going back and listening to episode number 14 about Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt if you, uh, if you don't want to listen to this one because a new season of that just dropped on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyhow. Um, but yeah, yeah, never uh, never throw a baby, never talk about baby. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, rule three is location. Mm-hmm. 
step four profit. So, yeah, step four profit. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, this is one of those things that everyone always says, oh, it changes everything. And it kind of does. Um, I also saw a friend of the show, Kevin Forch, recently um, retweeted somebody and, and added his comment that, um, <laughs> you know, people who say, oh, enjoy it while you last and, you know, are, are full of it because, you know, you can still do all the same stuff. You just do it more sleep deprived. So that's kind of true. Mm. Um Everything, everything does have a different sheen on it. And somebody who says, somebody who has a, a new baby in the house and is doing the exact same levels and amounts of everything they did before, um, either had a life with an awful lot of, of complete and utter empty leisure in it or has a lot of help. Um, it does change everything. It does put a lot more pressure on time. Um, but I would say, too, it does also, you know, it is also very possible to still have a life fairly full of the things you were doing before. Um, my reading has dropped off a little bit, uh, but I am still reading. Um, I am still watching TV. I might, might even be watching a little bit more TV than right before he came because in the middle of the night when he's spending a half freaking hour drinking his tiny bottle, um, <laughs> I'm probably going to be watching The Americans or or now Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um you know, and catching up on, on favorite shows. Mm -hmm. Um, because I, you know, he's really cute, but I don't want to sit there and stare at him for a half hour in the middle of the night when I really need to be sleeping while he drinks with his eyes closed. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it, it does put a lot of time pressure on. Um, and I, in case it wasn't completely clear, I was being very sarcastic at the beginning when I was saying, I now understand what love is and, and you know, my life has meaning in a way that non-parents couldn't understand. That's something that, you know, parents, um, reportedly new parents occasionally make the douchey mistake of saying things like that. Um, I would say um, it, it has been a tremendously positive and, and meaningful and emotional experience, but uh, I, I far be it from me to say anybody else's life has more or less meaning than mine. Mm -hmm. um, but it does have the effect of clarifying priorities to a certain extent, um, not only because priority one is now keeping this tiny little nine pounds of, of human being alive, Excellent uh, which goal. is com completely on me and Courtney, uh, which is a little bit scary. But, uh, but also it clarifies priorities in that there is now more pressure on, on my time. Um, there's less time than there was before because mm -hmm. a certain amount of it is filled with baby and various things that baby, you know, various outputs of baby. Mm. Uh, like the TPS reports? <laughs> well, there's not really TP involved, but there's wipes. Ah. <laughs> oh, gosh, are there wipes? Mm hmm. So, yeah. Um,. Do you have any specific questions or, or things you're curious about for me? Well, and with a little more foresight and planning, this would have been a little more scaffolded a conversation. Um, one thing I was thinking about actually in the week before baby's arrival was um, I really wanted to ask you, and I think I, I proposed the topic but didn't give you specific questions. Um, I thought it would have been interesting to hear before baby had arrived, so there was no, uh, you know, the brain filling in gaps that weren't there and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. What things you were expecting 
to change? What did you certainly expect to change after baby arrived? Um, were there things that you were bracing for just from your understanding of how things would be and how you might feel in the future? Um, yeah. And maybe you still can speak to that a little bit. You might be, um, you know, you, you, you can't go back now and ask yourself how, <laughs> how you were actually feeling. So Sure. Um, I, I think I have a pretty good idea, though, because you did at least float the topic by me, and I, I gave it um, at least 43 seconds worth of thought. Um, which I don't say to be dismissive. It was just a busy week. Because <laughs> um, not only were we getting ready for baby, we were also going to have uh, one of Courtney's aunts. I'm going to stick with aunt. Um, we had one of Courtney's aunts stay at the house for three weeks um, right after he came, and we were getting the house ready for that. Um, of course, we had to get the, re- the house ready for him because we were assuming that he was going to come out um, highly advanced months ahead of time and just be, like, crawling around and picking stuff up from, from day zero. Are you joking? Yeah. Um, no, I'm not joking. We haven't done most of the baby proofing. Um, although he keeps frightening me by, by how quickly he is, you know, how quickly and closely he's getting to doing things like rolling and lifting his head up and grabbing onto things. And, um, but, uh, we did do a lot of, a lot of last minute baby and, and, uh, visiting and prep right before he mm-hmm. arrived. Um, I, I guess as far as expectations go for what was going to change, um, what I was bracing for, uh, as is probably the case with most things like this, I, I had several of them slightly wrong. Um, not in terms of what was going to be a thing and what wasn't, but but in, I would say, like, um, the valence. Like, what direction is this going to go and how, how strongly? Hmm. As an example, um, many people ahead of time were saying to me, you know, oh, the diapers, oh, get ready, you're going to get peed on, there's going to be poop everywhere, it's horrible, uh, diapers. Um, and I would I would often quip back something that I've heard that I often assume to be bullshit, but actually turned out to be fairly true and more true than I expected. So I was saying this, but I was expecting it not to be true, which is that when it's your kid, it's not really that bad. Hmm. Um, and I will say the diapers, like, I was expecting that to be kind of a big, hairy deal. And it really isn't that bad. Um, we change a lot of them. It can be somewhat of a process sometimes because, um, you know, boys often continue to make more mess when you take the diaper off in amusing and uh, <laughs> innervating ways. Um, but uh, it is not that gross. It is not that time-consuming. I don't mind it. He minds it tremendously. Um, <laughs> he is he is never crying at me harder or more than when I am changing his diaper. But, um, you know, we've got it pretty well down to if not a science at least an alchemy and um we uh i don't know it's not that bad i was expecting diapers to be grosser and more time consuming than they are and and frankly it's it's completely fine Mm. um i take longer in the bathroom sometimes Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i thought we'd be hearing too much about him and not too much about you yeah um another a sort of related thing because we often do these two things in tandem because that you know the one moment in three hours that he's awake we'll do both of these um feeding i knew feeding was going to be a big part of the day i knew we were going to be doing it you know five to seven times a day depending on how he how he runs that day um i did not expect so so much of our day to be spent feeding the baby Mm. i did not think that was going to be as time consuming as it is um you know he will wake up in the middle of the night for a feeding um he's not really on a set schedule but you know roughly just just to make up some some numbers for kind of how it sort of goes a lot of nights you know we'll we'll feed him at 10 or 11 and and put him down for the night and then 
we'll do it again at when he wakes up at one or two, and then we'll do it again at at um, four or five, and you know, again at at uh, eight or nine or whatever, whenever he wakes up for real. Um, each of those times in the middle of the night when he wakes up, we we do a change, we do a feeding, and it never takes less than fifty minutes. Mm. Uh, and I did not anticipate that. Um, and same thing during the day, you know. If it's time to feed the baby, like, a half hour is just going to disappear. Mm-hmm. And that's just something we're going to have to deal with, um, you know. So, so yeah, that's something that I, I expected the amount. I did not expect, like, how long each one was going to be. Um, and, you know, to, to be clear, it's not just the feeding. You've also got to burp him. Because, um, you know, first, we spend the first several months of life trying to get trying to do everything we can to make him burp in front of other people and then we're going to spend the rest of his life trying to train him back out of that mm-hmm. um it's a very strange process hashtag social forces <laughs> um i knew about sleep deprivation um i think i expected the amount i did not expect i think I, I think on in general, it's about as, as hard or easy to deal with as I expected, um, which is to say it's pretty much fine. Like, I'm tired a lot. I really am. My standard answer at work, people ask me how I'm doing. I'm, I'm like, sleepy. Um, <laughs> with that sad but, little tinge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's mostly how I expected. However, like, on the really bad nights, you know, when... Uh, we've now been going for weeks without a good night of sleep for either one of us. Um, and he has, you know, a really bad night and, and one of us is, is up pretty much all night with him. Um, how hard that gets in like the really, you know, the very, the low point of the night at four in the morning. Um, that is a lot, (laughs) frankly, a lot more, um, uh, grim and despairing than I would have expected. Um, but you know, it passes. Mm -hmm. It is, as they say, always darkest, um, when the baby is screaming and then, then the dawn comes and your spouse wakes up and you can go to bed. Yay! Or in my case, go to work. Um, although I'm taking a nap at work almost every day now, so. What? (laughs) That's pretty much the same thing. How are you managing that? Uh, Are you going to be in trouble? No, no, I'm not going to be in trouble. What I'm doing is most days at work um, in our building uh, down on the third floor, there are, there's like a, it used to be a food court, but now it's just, now they've just got tables and chairs and no restaurants. It's it's just kind of this like common eating area for everyone in the building to use. And scattered around that floor, um, there are also some uh, very cushy chairs, um, like big, deep, soft, um, pleathery, you know, nicer than office furniture. Um, and there is this one corner of the third floor that is, is actually, it's unfortunately, it's fairly close to the elevator, so there is some noise, but it's, it's semi-walled off and it's pretty far from like the big echoey, like main, um, atrium, um, of the first three floors of our building. And it's, it's far away from the escalators and, uh, it's away from the, the entrances to any businesses. So, it is it's semi quiet and it's very comfortable and like literally all anybody does in the four chairs in that little room are sleep. Hmm. Um, so what I'll do is usually a few minutes before eleven a.m. I will go to go take a quote early lunch unquote and go downstairs and sleep for an hour, and then when I come back from lunch I'll just eat at my desk. Mm-hmm. So I have to tell you I'm what I'm picturing is that it's like a sad drippy 
maintenance closet and the chair you're describing is actually a rickety lawn chair but to your parent eyes it is it is a throne for these magical naps <laughs> that's what it's i'm like picturing a, it's, it's a giant hotel suite in dubai mm-hmm. um you know mm-hmm. where everything is huge and luxurious and yeah mm-hmm. it's uh no it's it's pretty nice. Um, there is <laughs> sort of a office etiquette thing that if it's happened twice, and if I see it a third time, I am definitely going to say something. Um, so far, I've just put my my earpods in and you know put Pandora on and not worried about it. But next time, I'm going to bring it up. There is uh one lady who works in the building um who will go into that quiet area and sit and FaceTime for an hour with I assume her family. Um. And they seem to be her family overseas, um, <laughs> but they, they could be here. I don't know. Um, but uh, it just just it's 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 really, really aggravating because she'll have these long animated conversations with them um, as though, you know, nobody were around mm-hmm. and, and as though it's OK to talk on your phone in public like that, period. But let alone in such a quiet area that it really just is for that purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that's what I'll point out to her, too, is if it happens again, is, you know, this is, I know there's no sign, but, like, if you look around, people are only doing two things in this room. Everyone but you is sleeping, and you are having a loud, long, animated conversation with your relatives. Mm. Um, could you maybe think about going to anywhere else in this giant 38-story building? Yeah, lady, read the closet. <laughs> yeah. It really isn't, it really isn't a closet. It's a nice little room. Um, I get the feeling that it like in in the, the the building is over 30 years old um i get the feeling that when the building went up it was probably a smoking room um but it is no longer even fully walled off so and it's been a long time since anybody smoked anywhere in that building um the furniture surely has turned over six times since then so we would hope yeah in any case it doesn't smell like smoke it's not a closet um it is the quietest spot on the third floor. Mm-hmm. The chairs are comfortable, and I mean, I they they really are. Like your your point about my um, <laughs> sleep deprived dad eyes hallucinating this oasis of calm and comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would go down there and take naps previously too. Mm. Just not every single day. But what if that's something that your your parent brain has invented to make you feel better about it? I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah, like in a really patronizing way just say, Oh Max, after everything you say now. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that'll help. Yeah, yeah. Not a reputable source anymore. Yeah. Um I'm just kidding. You were doing so great. You you have spoken <laughs> in complete sentences this entire time, which is better than I do some days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've had a couple days where I was so tired I was slurring my speech. Mm. Um I actually sounded drunk. I might be doing that a little bit right now. It's hard to tell. <laughs> Getting drunk. No, uh, slurring my speech. It's, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to listen back and see what I sound like. Mm. Yeah, I can hear you. So so one thing we've talked about on the show a number of times is the idea of how we pace our lives or what rhythms and chunks of times we work by. So thinking about the work week as a unit or... Um, a seasonal period as a unit of the year, things like that. So with the changes since baby's arrival, um, I guess I would predict for you, and this is why I'm asking too, is because I don't know. um, Do you feel like his new rhythm or lack of rhythm of life is shaping the way you're able to think about and process your day? 
Um, maybe. It's it's definitely there's kind of a lack of rhythm for sure. Um, you know, you can put on a, a pretty simple beat and he will not be able to to match his movements to it at all. Um, more seriously though, like you know, it's it's roughly every three hours he will need to be fed and changed, but he will he will do his own thing with that. Um, for no reason at all, he will decide to sleep for four and a half hours, or he will wake up an hour and a half later screaming and and inconsolable until you feed him again. Um, you know, without rhyme or reason at all, uh, because he doesn't know what rhyming is yet. And his ability to reason while possibly very advanced, um, I don't know. Cause he also does not have language. Mm. Um, so yeah. Uh, I don't know when, when you started talking, you mentioned the work week and that's one thing that I was feeling kind of profoundly. I've, I've been back at work for two full weeks now. Um, so yesterday was my second Friday back and that is one thing that has changed is, is we talked in our episode about Mondays about how much of one of those like, thank God it's Friday, oh God it's Monday people I am, even though I do really like my job. Um, and it, oddly enough, that even even though like the pressure on me to be away that long, to be at work, to be awake that much and during the day, even though all of that is now harder... Um, I feel this is somewhat erased uh, some of the, the the differentiation between weekend and work week mm. because um, one of the reasons I would look forward to the weekend is I would have options about when and how much I was going to sleep. <laughs> you know, it's like even if I'm heading into a full weekend, I am looking forward to being more refreshed in a couple of days than I am now. And now I'm heading into a weekend going, you know what? <laughs> it's just gonna this is just gonna keep going it's all you know, he's on he's on his cycle he basically has like six days every day <laughs> that he goes through he has this little three hour cycle again it'll vary you know anywhere from six minutes to six hours but he he has this little cycle he'll repeat six times a day um and uh I, if i'm lucky i can catch a nap in between two of those, you know, two of those awake periods. Um, but again, you know, it's not going to be a gigantic nap. Like I can't sleep for three hours in between because again, every time he wakes up, it's 50 minutes mm -hmm. and, and it's only 50 minutes. If after we're done feeding and changing and doing everything else, if he wants to lay down or if he wants to be in his rocker by himself, you know, he could, he could for the next hour want to stay awake and want to be held. What a or, needy little booger. Or want to stay awake and want to spit his pacifier out over and over again and then be mad because he can't put it back in his mouth, although he's done that a couple of times. He's put it back? Um, mm -hmm. <gasps> oh, my gosh. He, I mean, it's, it's he hasn't picked it up and stuck it in his mouth, although <laughs> he's, I've seen him do this twice now. He has had it in his mouth and been fine and then taken a hand and opened his hand and grabbed it perfectly and pulled it out of his mouth. Um, both times I saw him do it, he got mad about it. So, I mean, he's still figuring stuff out, mm -hmm. but it was, it was kind of perfect. I, I know a lot of it was random, you know, just reaching and exploring mm -hmm. still. It's it, it looked much more coordinated than it was, and it was kind of hilarious. He doesn't know. He's his own worst enemy right now. Yeah, the, the, the baby doesn't know what the right hand is doing, as the saying goes. One in the hand is not in the mouth. Yeah, that's one of those, one of those things that I never understood until I became a father. <laughs> one of the many life-altering <laughs> nuggets of wisdom. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, the other thing that is probably worth mentioning is, 
Um, I got way better at this the second week. Um, I need to be more circumspect at work about um, my expectations of myself. Mm. Um, and I, I kind of thought that was going to happen in a way. Like, I figured I would be tireder at work, which obviously is true. Um, I did not anticipate the specific effect of that, um, which is I am not good for um, almost anything that is not routine oh. uh, and fairly straightforward. <laughs> so I what I've, what I've gotten in the habit of doing this week, which I think has helped a lot, is... Before the day starts, I, I will I will do that, you know, traditional time management, like write down the most important thing and make sure to do that first. And you know, I've, I've actually been doing that. I'm saying what are the one or two, only one or two most important things that will require my brain and or me interacting with other people that I need to do tomorrow. And I will do my darndest when I get to the office to do them right away. Mm-hmm. Um, because I cannot trust myself to... <laughs> and this is going to sound so lame and so lazy, but I cannot trust myself to feel like it at all the rest of that day. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not have the willpower reserves right now to like walk down the hall and have a conversation I don't want to have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am I am choosing one or two of those strategically. I'm getting it done early, and I am just sort of the rest of my day. I am I am. Um, and in a way, it's made me a little bit more more GTD ish even than I already was because I am when I do have to do something complicated, I am doing my darned us to break it down into very small discrete chunks and and mm-hmm. you know be very conscious about keeping it at a level where i am making a small number of decisions very systematically and then just sort of working through the results mm-hmm. um as though i were you know on an assembly line cranking widgets mm-hmm. no i think that's very it's very smart though and i think one of the things you're getting at is that again the new circumstances with baby mean that you have to do this stuff more. So in a way, and if I'm overstepping, you can tell me, you had the privilege before of not having to be this systematic about it, right? Maybe mm-hmm. because you you had a little more or could right. count on a little bit more mental energy or just... Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and again, um, back to the, to the point of, you know, what changes... Um, unless you have a lot of help, um, you are really neglecting your baby or you just didn't do a lot. Like you, you will have less, there will be less of you to go around when a new baby comes. Um, that is just how it works. Uh, and I, I think it's, it's kind of a similar effect. Again, I don't want to be like the, oh, you don't understand. You don't have children. Um, I, I think a similar thing would happen if you add anything to life. Um, mm-hmm. You know, last year I, I went back to school. I added on part-time classes on top of, of my work life, um, which, by the way, I think I'm going to continue doing. Um, now having been back at work for two weeks and, and still in one of my classes and having the baby, you know, I think I can make that work for a while. Mm-hmm. But I added I added part-time classes, and there was suddenly less of me to go around. Mm-hmm. Um, if one has a job and one starts moonlighting, either doing some like, you know, side projects or consulting or, or, you know, just takes a a seasonal retail job to pay for Christmas or what have you, like there is less of you to go around. Um, whatever else goes on in your life, fly fishing, going to parties, macrame, like something will give if you add more things in Mm -hmm. always, always. Um, and if you're if you're very lucky, then that might just be some like idle leisure time that you don't really need to recharge your batteries. You might go from three hours of TV a night to half an hour of TV a night or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's that's one thing I will say. Uh, 
Life hack. Um, actually, not, not not really a life hack so much as life tip is if you are somebody with an extremely full life who is thinking about parenthood, you know, take people seriously when they say, like, don't listen to them when they say, oh, enjoy it. You'll you'll, you'll never do this again. Oh, jeez. Because I, I think that's BS mm-hmm. um, to, to the point of Kevin's tweet we mentioned earlier. But uh, do take people seriously when they say, like, it, it changes everything. It takes a lot of time. Like, and, and you... You know, if you think you understand how much time it takes, then then you are probably mistaken. Um, years ago on an earlier version of uh, the podcast, The Talk Show, John Gruber and Dan Benjamin, um, who, who were mostly spending the, the podcast talking about tech news, um, did this segment, this ongoing segment, where at the end of every episode or sometimes every other episode, they would talk about a James Bond movie. And they, they went through all 20 of them that were extant at the time. And, uh, <laughs> and they, you know, they did them in order. So people kind of knew what was coming up and could, could like watch along and then, then listen, then be prepared to listen. Um, at one point Gruber like made up this like, like, you know, Parkinson's law kind of thing on the spot, which is whatever the number of ski chase scenes that you remember in James Bond movies, the actual number of chases that happen on skis is that number plus one, um, which I believe to be true. And, I, I kind of feel like there is a similar you know, recursive law with the amount of time you're going to have after your baby comes. Um, what Whatever amount of time you think you're going to have in the day to do things once your new baby is here, the actual number is that number of hours minus two hours. Mm. Um, so, and, and bear that in mind, like I, I said, this is kind of like Parkinson's law. That's the one where it's like, even if you take into account Parkinson's law, isn't that right? There's like a... There's a, another one. Yeah, there's a corollary on top of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or is Parkinson's Law the work span, work expands to fill? Yeah. Which is the one that, there's the one that's like, um, it will always take longer than you think, even taking into account this law. I think it's um, a corollary of. Yeah. Uh, come on, Google. I know we've talked about it. We can find it for show notes mm-hmm. if, if we don't find it now. Yeah, the, but there's there's one of those where it's like the work will always take longer longer than you expect it to, even taking into account this law. Um, same kind of thing. Like, even if you take into account what I just said, that you will have two hours less than you think you do. If you assume you have no time, mm-hmm. you will still have two hours less than you think. You will be losing two hours. You'll be two hours further behind every day. Like, it's just going to happen. Um and just like you said, I, I might be making up that the chairs are comfy and that it's easy to sleep um, in, in the little lounge on the third floor of my building. That is entirely possible. Um, I think anybody who says, oh, I've got plenty of time. I'm still fitting it all in. It's fine. It's not that big a deal. I think it's similarly got some blinders on about how comfortably they were fitting everything in before or what they are not doing now. Mm-hmm. Um and I should say, too, like, I, I don't want any of this to sound like I'm complaining. Um, like, it's fine. I have less time. I'm very tired. But I also have a really cute baby who, you know, knock on wood, is extremely healthy. And, and you know, I wouldn't – I don't want to be, like, typical American dad and be like, he's so advanced. But he's, he's you know, he's coming along pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, he is doing all kinds of things and, like, verging on doing all kinds of things that are a little early. He's very strong. He's very cute. He is a lot of fun. I'm glad we have him. Mm-hmm. He is worth every harrowing, <laughs> sleepless night where he screams all night long, which, thank goodness, is not that often. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's it. the reality is uh, it is time-consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And uh, and I I want to say too, if anybody out there is thinking, well, you know, <laughs> welcome welcome to the world of every woman in every family. Um, as I've mentioned on the podcast before, like I am the primary housework spouse. Um, you know, I I do more than my share of stuff around the house, just because I believe that that is something that that I should do. And also, you know, my threshold for wanting things clean and organized is is a little bit you know set a little bit more severely than Courtney's is, but. Um, you know, I am used to doing a big share of stuff around the house. This is not new to me. It's not like now I have to help out because there's a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now everybody has to help out more because there's a baby. Right. And because babies take a lot of time. And anyone who denies that one is lying to you. And I will have a mommy war with them on the internet. <laughs> well, and I think we can take a step back on some of this because I think it will be completely applicable to a lot of people when you first started talking about capacity and having to think more strategically about your work day and your, your capacity at work, that made me think about, um, a lot of great conversations that I've seen on Facebook and on the internet in different places. Um, you know, even people with disabilities talking about what it feels like to, to work with chronic pain, chronic illness, um, not being able to count on your own energy for a variety of reasons. So maybe to to bring us around, we could certainly uh, wrap up at any point. But I was thinking of of one other thing, maybe the the other side of the coin. Uh, so are there any ways that you did not anticipate that baby's existence has boosted or added something new to your work presence, your work life, whatever that you didn't expect? So. My mental image here, you know, in contrast to the lawn chair naps, um, this would be something like you glance at a picture of him and then you hulk out and reorganize an entire cabinet in 10 minutes. Well, Katie, I'd say one change is that it's really put everything in perspective in a way that I never had before. Um, Let's just tie a neat little bow on all this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So... I would occasionally, um, you know, I, I'm fairly organized in my work, but work being what it is, the world being what it is, um, something that would frequently happen even before is I would get to the end of the day and my desk, which is is most of the day pretty much clear of everything but what I'm working on, would end up with piles of stuff all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, not because I was working on 40 things, but just because stuff was coming in and I hadn't yet gotten it where it needs to go. Kind of the phenomenon of the inbox is full, so like everything is an inbox. Um, or occasionally there would be two or three things that I had been working on that were all still out because like I would get one to a stopping point and then get interrupted. Mm. Um, and the best thing to do would just be to sh- put it just far enough off to the side that I wouldn't disturb my context in it and lose my place. But, you know, and then, then bring whatever had just walked in the door front and center. So I would occasionally have these these like end of days where I would be rushing around the office, tidying things up, getting stuff put away and reprocessed and reorganized. Um, and it, time was, um, a lot of those would spill over a little bit. And instead of leaving at five or a little before, I'd be leaving at five Oh five or five fifteen or five thirty. Um, 
I have is one of those like you know the work expands to fill the time you have. Um, I don't really have the luxury of staying late a lot anymore because I've got someone who's been taking care of the baby all day who needs some relief. Um, so I have gotten really good in the last whatever you know whatever time it is that I wrap up the last half to do this today thing and can focus on getting ready to go home. Um, whether that's five minutes or an hour, I have gotten really good at getting everything to just disappear mm. really fast. You know, getting work put away, getting things written down on lists, getting little posts stuck on things so I remember what it was about and where I was. Um, you know, a process I used to do that used to just happen. You know, whatever time it took, it took. Um, and sometimes I would also, the other thing is, occasionally I would just kind of leave things. You know, like everything would go into a drawer. Mm. And I'm, I would usually leave myself a reminder, like, go to the third drawer in the filing cabinet, you know, and pull that stuff out first thing in the morning. Um but that's the other thing I have not been doing is I have not been shoving everything back in a drawer. Hmm. Um, you know, even more than usual, I've been making sure I'm buttoned up at the end of the day. Again, because of, of constraints. Because I can't trust myself in the morning to want to figure out what any of that's about. I can't trust that I'm going to remember what any of it's about. Like, even more than before. That's the other thing that... that um, they talk about this with women in particular because there are some hormonal things that go on. But... Um, you know, pregnancy brain, baby brain, like this tendency of, of new moms to be a little bit forgetful. It happens to new dads too. And I think the reason is in addition to things like hormones going on for the mom, both parents are sleep deprived. Mm -hmm. Um, and sleep is huge for memory. Um, and I will, I will forget literally everything from one night to the, to the next morning. Um, you know, I'll walk in and I won't, I won't have any idea what anything is. Um, and uh, that happened to me like once, like last Wednesday, you know, my, my third morning back, I was completely at sea when I got to work. So I have been even better than usual about not leaving any, any ambiguity or wiggle room on the stuff I still have around to work on the next mm. day. Slap some name tags on the trash can. Mm -hmm. Yes. This is the garbage can. Um, <laughs> this is your computer. <laughs> Yay. Not to be confused. <laughs> A string of post-its from the elevator to my office. <laughs> this way, Max. Keep going. Uh, you're sheepdogging yourself. You have been listening to Priority. Once again, for complete show notes, or if you'd like to send us feedback via email or subscribe to the show, visit us on the web at priority.fm. If you enjoyed the program today, please go to iTunes and leave us a positive rating and review, as that will help new listeners find the show. Also, if you're interested in getting updates or communicating with us via tweets, follow us on Twitter, where we are at PriorityFM. That's at P-R-I-O-R-I-T-Y-F-M. Thanks again for listening. Uh, so enough about me. What impact has my baby had on your life, Katie? Um, Auntie Katie is very pleased. So I mean, I'm a I'm a <laughs> biased co-host here. Mm. I don't. I've never before wanted to say Auntie. I've never had that or Aunt. I've never had that urge, and I I would sometimes and, think people sound pretentious when they say it when their yeah, accent and, suggests they should say Aunt. Yeah, but now all of a sudden you're from Connecticut. I don't, I, I don't know what the deal is. That's the, I guess that's my baby brain is, I forget how to pronounce things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. 
Aunt Caitlin. No, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I think we cut it off there. <laughs> eh. Probably uh, as good a spot as any. Um, yeah. I had, I had, I had, I had. I had something I was going to ask you about a few minutes ago, and now I forgot. See, there, there it is. There's that, that thing I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> My memory is shot. Um, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Someday when you're a parent, you'll understand. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate that guy. <laughs>